Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Boyle, and this week I have another lovely special guest on the show, Elizabeth Andreveski. Now, Elizabeth is a stress coach for mums. She's the host of the Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast and a mum to four kids. Elizabeth is super passionate about mental health and emotional wellness in motherhood, and she helps overwhelmed mums reduce the mental stress so they can respond with patience and calm towards their kids, which I know as a mum is something that I always strive to do. Uh, Elizabeth teaches proactive ways to be less be less stressed, prioritizing mum needs without guilt and ways to regulate emotions when feeling triggered. So I wanted Elizabeth to come onto the show because uh, if you've listened to a few of the recent episodes, we've been delving into emotions um, with Kristen Boyce. Uh, we even talked about, you know, our emotions in regard to weight loss when I had uh, Sarah Garofolo on the show too. So this ties into our emotions and how we manage them, especially when we get stressed. And if you're a parent or if you're not a parent, how we manage our emotions and respond in stressful situations is really key because we can lose our cool very quickly. And I think, you know, when you've got small kids or even kids at all, and you get stressed and then you worry about mum guilt and, you know, you have all these emotions coming up. I think it's just a really great topic to talk about, to normalize, to know that everybody goes through it, whether or not they talk about it or not. Or not. Every parent goes through these moments, you know, sometimes more than we would like, you know, but they happen. And if we have tools and tricks up our sleeve to deal with these situations and regulate our emotions, then we can all be better people, better humans, and better parents, and just really have and develop, you know, those great relationships with our kids. So let's have a listen in to our conversation. Hi, I'm Kate Boyle, and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have a special guest on the show. Elizabeth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm super excited to have you on because I think stress and especially mums <laughs> having stress, being a mum myself and, you know, often getting stressed, I think it's one of those, you know, topics that everybody can relate to. So I'm so happy that we're diving into it today. Yes, me too. I love talking on this topic because I think just about every mom out there can relate to it. Yeah, every day you go through stress with your kids, I think, mm-hmm. whether or not, you know, you're trying to calm them down or get them to go to bed or, you know, eat their dinner or, you know, my girls are getting that little bit older now. They're seven and nine and my nine-year-old in particular is just questioning everything too. So it's having that patience to be able to answer those questions, you know, nice and calmly sometimes, even though you've got 50 things going on at once when she's 
answering, uh, asking these questions that really don't seem relevant at the time. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I can definitely relate to this topic. But can before we sort of start to dive in, can you share with listeners, you know, who you are, what you do, and why you love talking about stress so much? Yeah. So my name is Elizabeth, and I am a stress coach for moms. So I help and support overwhelmed moms reduce mental stress so then they can respond with patience and calm. Because I figured out with my own journey that when I'm overwhelmed and stressed, it comes out in my behavior in negative ways. And it's not because I want to be, you know, short with my kids and snappy and maybe rude and raise my voice. It's because I'm internally struggling. So my goal is to help moms feel better internally. So then they can show up as their better selves for their family. I have four kids. So I'm living this with you. My oldest is 10. And my youngest is one. And then I have a seven year old and a five year old. So different ages, like I'm walking this journey with you. And so I'm not like, you know, have grown kids, no kids in my house, and then teaching you this, like, I am like walking alongside you. And I experience these struggles, I just have found tools to support myself to make things easier. And that's how I got on this journey. I Um, I was struggling a few years ago with parenting one of my sons, my third one, and a friend of mine recommended for me to go to counseling, and I did, and I was introduced to, um, I'm pretty sure you've heard of it, this has been going around for a while, like gentle parenting, um, or like respectful parenting, it's like a new way of parenting in the sense that you come alongside your kids when they're having a big emotion. You teach them safe ways to express their feelings. um, And you want to be with them during that time. So they feel safe. And then you become that safe person for them. Well, I like the idea of it. I wanted the emotional connection with my kids, but I was really struggling in the beginning implementing, especially like like once I started going to therapy shortly after that, like COVID happened and we were home in the lockdown Mm. and it's like everybody's in everyone's space and you get so burned out and overwhelmed because like you don't have a minute to yourself. And so I was really struggling implementing the tools and it wasn't because like, I was a bad mom. It's because I was burned out, overwhelmed. I'm an introvert. I needed my alone time. And I was with kids all day long without a break because of COVID. And so I figured out the tools I needed to support myself by taking some courses and like hiring some coaches. And then I'm like, well, other moms need to know this. They feel like they are failing at motherhood because they're yelling at their kids because they don't have the patience. But in reality, they're just actually internally struggling and they have unmet needs. And if they fill their own cup and if they feel better themselves internally and learn healthy ways to cope with life and stressors, they'll be able to actually be way more patient with their kids. Yeah. Well, you touched on a lot there because I think, you know, I can definitely relate to the last few years with COVID, even just having two at home. And my youngest had started her first year of school. So essentially I was trying to teach, you know, a grade two and a grade prep here in Australia. You know, you're teaching your kids during the day, 
trying to, I was trying to teach online, you know, around that at the same time. As you said, there's no escaping. There's no separate time. You're together 24-7. And for us here in Melbourne, we were the longest lockdown city in the world. So we had so much time together, months and months and months. And it was, it did get really hard. So I can only imagine what, you know, other people were going through during that time. Um, It's just mentally so hard on your mind, besides even being with your kids, the rest of it, the whole lockdown process, you know, just not being around people, not having that support system. You know, like if you used to have grandma coming over and babysitting or taking the kids for a sleepover, and now all of that is gone and you're on duty all the time, it is so freaking hard, so hard. Yeah. So like, let's, let's just like say that out there. It's like, it's hard because it is hard. Like it's just challenging. Yeah. It makes so much sense if moms lose their patience. Exactly. And I can definitely see how that would have happened quite a bit, just as you said, because there was so much going on and so much for us to process as a parent, as just a human, you know, stuff that we've never seen before, never had to experience before. And then on top of that, besides managing our own emotions, we're trying to help our kids manage their emotions at the same time going through this because it was unknown for them too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard to help someone else when you're struggling. Like, right? Like if someone else is in a dark hole and you're in a dark hole, as well. Like it's really hard to pull them out. And that's why like my goal is to support the mom. So she's in a better place so they can, she can actually support her kids when they are experiencing those big emotions that she has the mental and emotional energy to do so. Yeah. And just on like a day to day, say you're a mom and you're listening in and you're like, Yep, there are definitely times where I'm snacking at my kids when I shouldn't. I'm, you know, getting quick to anger. I'm getting really frustrated. Where should they start if they're going to try to get out of that sort of cycle of of having that occur with their kids? Yeah. So this is like my favorite thing to talk about. Like I go so much deeper in my coaching program because I'm like, there's different reasons. But one of the basic things I always start out with, I'm like, take a moment to step back. And like, we oftentimes have moments with our kids. So I teach my moms, like, let's take a moment instead of having a moment. So if you start noticing you're being a little bit snappy and rude with your kids, you're getting like raising your voice depending on the ages of your kids. And if at all possible, like with my kids, sometimes I'm like, okay, we're just going to turn on cartoons. Mom needs a break for 10 minutes. You know, especially with like, you know, lockdown. Now things are better. I'm in Florida. I can send them outside for a little bit. But if I really need a break, I'm like, okay, we're going to take a little break. Mama needs a break. And I will remove myself from the situation. And the reason is because when you continue to be in that stressful environment, eventually you blow up, right? It's like, if you're trying to figure out something on your computer, and it's been hours, and it's not working, you're ready to smash that thing. You literally (laughs) just have to walk away for a little bit to just clear your mind to just like, let like that stressor remove yourself from it. Okay, so if your kids are a little bit chaotic, things a little bit crazy at home, either step outside, turn on some cartoons for them or go to a different room and be like, okay, take some deep breaths, 
Okay. Deep breathing is really important because what that does is calms your nervous system. When you are super stressed out and overwhelmed, your nervous system is really overloaded. And that's why you get so tense. You switch into your emotional part of the brain. You start saying things you regret. And so it's really important to just take some deep breaths to just like decompress just a little bit. And then just be curious. You're like, I wonder what's going on. Oftentimes as moms, we just like beat ourselves up. I'm like, oh, I'm such a failure. I'm yelling at my kids. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, no, 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 no. That's not serving you at all. Let's be curious. You're snapping at your kids because there's something going on and you maybe need more support or you have some unmet needs or you're just struggling because you haven't had any time to yourself. So I first start out with my moms. It's like, have you eaten anything recently? Why I'm saying that is because if our toddler is melting down, we're like thinking, are they hungry or are they tired, right? Like so many times we feed our kids, but we will have like a cup of coffee, a handful of gummy bears in the afternoon, and then it's like 4 p.m. and we're freaking out our kids. And the truth is we're actually hungry. And when we're hungry, our brain is focused on our unmet basic need. And it has a much harder time regulating our emotions. And so it makes it so much harder for us to be calm. That's why they have that term hangry (laughs) because you're hungry, right? So that's like one of the super basic things. You're like, okay, am I hungry? The other one is like, am I exhausted? Like physically just super tired because like when we're sleep deprived and when our body is so just tired and exhausted, it also like you have a hard time regulating your emotions because like even like you just can't concentrate well, right? Like if you had lack of sleep and you're trying to, you know, type up a project, you're going to have a hard time concentrating. Same thing. Your brain needs energy to emotionally regulate, to stay calm, to stay patient, to be understanding with your kids. That takes so much energy out of your brain. And so if you're exhausted, it makes sense for you to be a little bit more snappy. Okay. So just like being aware, like checking in, like what is going on? Okay. It's like, did I just like need some alone time? Am I just so depleted because I hadn't had any time to recharge? So I am an introvert and I'm highly sensitive, which means I naturally just get overstimulated quicker than maybe an average person. And so I need that alone time to decompress, to recharge and to re-energize. And if it's been days and I haven't had anything, like it's going to show up, right? So that it might be another thing. Another thing is like, you might be so overwhelmed mentally because you have all these to do things going on, right? And you're just trying to do too many things at once. Maybe that's like a whole nother thing that I like teaching my program. Maybe we just need to take things off your plate, delegate, delete. Maybe you're just have poor boundaries or a perfectionist or a people pleaser. We need to say think no to things, right? So like a good thing is to just like check in and just remove yourself from the situation, take some deep breaths and just check in what is actually going on and what do I need in that moment? Okay. Maybe you just need to eat. Maybe yeah. <laughs> you need to ask your spouse, to, you know, to help out because you're so burned out and maybe you need to put your kids to bed a little bit earlier and have some time for yourself to recharge, you know, like just check in what is going on. What is that unmet need and what do you need to support yourself? 
Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and, but great because they're all different. Do you know what I mean? If you're, if you're in a situation where you can't get a lot of support right now, maybe your partner works away or you don't have family that lives nearby, you know, taking those deep breaths or scheduling some time when your child might be sleeping or at school or you, do you know what I mean? Finding other ways to be able to work around that. There's always something, but it's working out what may be, you know, suitable for you at, at where you're at in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It depends, I guess, like I teach moms to create daily, not find, but create alone time because oftentimes we won't find it if we're just looking for it. But like I personally, most mornings get up before my kids and I have like a ritual I do in the morning, things that truly decompresses me and recharges me, sets me up for success. Because if in the morning we just oftentimes wake up with our kids, grab our phone, scroll through our phone. And that's like the worst thing you can do for your nervous system. Like it puts you into that chaotic, reactive state right away. Right. But what if you get up in the morning, half an hour to an hour before your kids and you have some coffee and peace and you sit in your journal for a little bit or just, you know, like sit in silence or do like a short meditation or just do some stretching, you know, or like read a book for 10 minutes, something that really like sets your day up for success. Like you will internally feel so much better. I promise you, like you don't understand the difference until you actually try it. Um, I know some moms are not morning people and that's fine. Um, I'm not either. I'm just learned that I, when I do things like that in the morning, my whole day just feels so much better. I feel like I'm a step ahead of my day instead of like constantly reacting to my yeah. day. And I 100% agree. Like I have a morning routine. I just need to move my body in the morning. So I do get up earlier than my girls, you know, just 20 minutes, half an hour earlier to be able to fit that in. But I will admit it's much easier now that they're older than when they were younger, especially with my oldest, because she had, you know, we had a lot of issues getting her to go to sleep. And there was a period of time where I had to prioritize my sleep. There was no way that I mm-hmm. could get up earlier with the amount of time she was waking up in the night. Yeah. And I mean, definitely that is something just to be aware of. Like when you have a newborn, obviously this is not the season, you know, to get up at 5 a.m. It just makes absolutely no sense, you know, like, but once, like, I would say if your baby is maybe six months old and they're, not a good sleeper at all. I mean, depending on your view on this, but I would encourage moms to look into a sleep trainer. You know, there's so many out there. And the reason is, it's like, in you got to look at the long run benefit, you know, like in the long run, like if you're getting good quality sleep, and your baby's good at getting good quality sleep, like, there's so many benefits, right? You're way less cranky. The baby's less cranky. You know, you're less moody. You're not, you know, you just show up as a much better self. I know some people are against it and Hey mama, like there, there's so many different methods out there. You don't have to do that. Cry it out. Like, um, but I would just encourage you because sleep is so important for our bodies to function well. Like if you're sleep deprived, you're going to be more reactive. That's just like everybody. And 
So like, just kind of keep that in mind. Let, let's look at the long-term benefit. Like, is it worth it, you know, to like not sleep train? Maybe you should hire a sleep trainer for like a hundred dollars and you'll see a significant, you know, improvement, you know, but that's yeah. just like my opinion on it. Hi, everyone. I'm interrupting this podcast just quickly to let you know about Lean 14. If you want to have more energy, lose weight, start moving and just feel really good again, but maybe you're not sure where to start, then definitely check out my program Lean 14. Now, Lean 14 is a complete program with a 14-day food and meal plan, recipes, shopping lists, Pilates workouts, templates for meal prepping and goal setting, as well as video trainings to help you kickstart your health and fitness. It really provides you with an easy to follow, clear plan of where to start with your diet, nutrition, looking after yourself, and the best bit, you can start at any time and there's no crazy food or expensive equipment or complicated instructions involved. It's really simple, it's easy, and best of all, it's effective. And I don't want you to miss out. To grab it now, simply head over to the show notes and click the Lean 14 link or head on over to the Mind Movement Health website and under the Programs tab, you can hit Lean 14. Now, this program is based on my 18 years of experience of working in the health and fitness field and the results that I've gotten for thousands of women that I have worked with during that time. So head on over to the show notes and check it out because it will change your life. Well, sleep schools are really, we have sleep schools here and where I live, um, which are really popular, but there's only a couple. So the issue is the wait list to get into them. You're waiting anywhere between, you know, three and nine months really, and it might Mm. even be longer now. So, you know, they do have a ton of sleep trainers unlike Instagram. So there's like a ton of women who are trained to be sleep trainers. And then they have like, you know, they have like a smaller following. I know a lot of them because I was in like similar, like um, coaching groups with them, but they have like a, they'll have like a thousand to 2000 followers, not a ton of followers, but they take clients one-on-one and it's virtual. Yeah. So like, it's totally possible to find one, like, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying like, yeah, um, well, for so all it's, those it's not possible. listeners yeah. out there, if you get stuck and you can't get into a sleep school and you really yeah. need some help now, then definitely check out social media because it can mm-hmm. definitely be helpful or even head on over. I'm sure um, you've probably maybe had them on your podcast as well, Elizabeth. Um, you know, I haven't, and that's a really good idea. I should, but I've had collaborated with multiple through like Instagram. So I hang out on Instagram. So if you are like listening to this and you're like, Hey, like, I really need a sleep trainer. Cause like, I'm just like not doing well <laughs> emotionally because I'm so sleep deprived. Um, reach out to me. I'm at emotionally healthy legacy and I will like connect with you with like a sleep trainer. I know multiple ladies like you know, I've worked with them, like in the sense of like in a setting with like coaching setting and I'll direct you to them and I'm sure they'll be happy. (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, that is a very generous offer. Thank you. And just switching it up now, because I want to talk about mum guilt as well, because I think that's another, I know it's something I've struggled with over the years, whether or not it's, you know, I have to go into work and my girls are there tugging on my legs, crying, saying, mum, don't go to work or whatever, or I can't make, there's a, you know, an event coming up at school that I can't make because I'm scheduled to work. Things like that pop up all the time. So how, you know, do you work with women to help them work through that mum guilt? Oh, yeah. Like mom guilt is huge in the mom community. Isn't it so funny that men just like dads just don't have that? Like super rare. You'll find a dad that experiences dad. Like it's just not a thing. They're just totally fine going to work, you know, and, you know, missing an event. But yes, mom guilt. I feel like it's because we put so much expectation on ourselves and there's just, we have so many messages from society. You should be able to do this and do this and do this and not miss this and that and we have this expectation on ourselves that is unrealistic it's just let's just like label it it's just not realistic to be able to completely do it all and it's all in our mindset the way we view the situation is what will contribute to our mom guilt or or help us overcome it and that's the cool part is that your mindset is in your control so like for example you know let's say you have to go to work and your daughter's like mommy I want you to stay home I miss you I really don't want you to go and like if you're thinking to yourself oh my gosh I'm such a terrible mom for leaving my kids like oh like you know they're gonna miss me now I'm gonna miss out on all these things and I'm gonna have a bad relationship with them it's all in your thoughts right and your thoughts you're the only one that has power over that so we need to catch those thoughts and be like whoa 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 like is this true? Is this true that I'm a bad mom that I go to work? No, it's not. Yeah, you go to work to support your family. Are you still able to have a great relationship with your kids even when you go to work? Of course you are, right? Like, is it okay for you to miss events once in a while? Yes, it is. And you're still an amazing mom. Like, you do your best and that is enough. That's probably one of my favorite, like, kind of phrases. I tell myself when, because mom guilt will still show up, right? Like, even though I teach this, like, I constantly have things that come up in my life that mom guilt wants to creep in. And I'm like, I'm doing my best. And that is enough, right? Like, it's like, usually my mom guilt creeps in is like when I end up raising my voice with my kids. And I'm like, dude, I teach this. Like, (laughs) I should know better. I should be better. That's my inner thought. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. I'm going through a lot right now. We just moved across country. Like I am kind of like, I don't have a support system here. It makes so much sense that I am a little bit overwhelmed right now. Like I'm doing my best and that is enough. I'm doing my best and that is enough. I am the best mom for my kids. Like it's all your inner thoughts. Okay, so we have to catch that thought. And you're like, is it actually true? Chances are it's not. Is it serving you? No, it's not. So how can we flip that and create a new thought? Or to like create an affirmation that will create a new thought? Yeah. And I think just having that positive mindset 
can make huge difference. It can change the moment. It can change your day. It can change how you wake up every day as well. Uh, and sometimes it is hard to find that mindset, but I think it's one of those things, if you can just continue to work on it, it does get easier as you work on it, but it is a, a something you've got to invest some time into. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's the kind of stuff I help with, like the mamas that go through my program because everybody kind of has different seasons in life and different things they're going through and different circumstances and trying to figure out kind of like the, you know, the affirmation or that thought that we need to flip, right? A lot of it comes from the way you were raised in your childhood, maybe the messages you got from your parents or, you know, from your friends and just the environment you are in, like I grew up in a conservative Christian environment. A lot of my thoughts come from that, that are not serving me. And I had to like, really like question them. Are they true? Do they really serve me in the long run? Are they helping me or are they making things worse? And so how can I flip that? How can I create a new thought that will actually support me? Yeah. And you bring up a really good point about the question and questioning beliefs because I think so many of us, like you said, are brought up that you don't question because, you know, your authority figure or your parents said this is the way it's meant to be, you don't question it. And it's only as we get to adults and we start to become more enlightened, we realize we don't have to do things the same way and things may have changed and we can now question, you know, and we could question before but maybe not out loud. I think sometimes that can be a barrier that people have to start to explore and break through as well. Yes, yes, you you're right spot on because most of us were raised in very like I was raised in a kind of a um traditional home where like you don't really question your parents. If your parents said so, you just do it. Like especially I remember my dad saying, he's like, you never, I never question my dad. Like if he said something, you just do it, you know? And so what my dad's like, when I became an adult, I had a hard time making decisions because all my decisions were made for me as I was growing up and I was not allowed to question anything. And so same thing here. You're so right and spot on. Like many of us don't even question these things until like we become adults and we're like, wow, my life is so screwed up. Like what is going on? And you have to kind of like open it like an onion layer by layer. You're like, oh, okay, this is not serving me. This doesn't make sense. Like I can change this. This is your life, right? You get to decide what new belief you can have. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting, really. Sometimes scary. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like you're so empowered to do that. And it's, it's been so transformational to me, like in the last few years, uh, the coach that I've learned so much from, and like, she's just a few years older than me, but she got on this journey before me. But like, when I was learning all these things from her, I'm like, oh my gosh, like my mother had completely changed. I'm like, I'm a completely different person than I was three years ago. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, motherhood is one of those things that you, you prepare yourself as much as you can before the baby's born and you read books and, you know, look up websites and talk to other mums. But, you know, until you're starting to actually live it, and everybody's journey is very unique. And as your child grows, there's always new things that you're learning. Because, I, you know, I've talked to lots of people about parenthood. And uh, I always say, 
there's no age that's easier. It's just different. There's just different things to navigate as they get older. You might get a bit more sleep, you know, as your child gets older, but then they start asking questions about where babies come from or, you know, mm-hmm. about girls or boys or whatever it may be. So I think there's just different seasons and having that mentor or someone that you can look to is fantastic. And the amount of information out nowadays, like what you're sharing, you know, and in your courses and stuff too, is super empowering. And it's so great that it's available for people too, because I think it's definitely mm-hmm. a lot more accessible than what it used to be. Oh my gosh. Yes, definitely. And like, I'm one of those people when I started learning all this, I would like tell all my girlfriends and my like sister-in-laws and like all the moms in my circle, I'm like, I learned this. And I just like, couldn't stop like talking about this. I'm like, I would just like talk about it over and over again. And then like, and then somebody gave me an idea. She's like, well, why don't you just have a podcast too? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. I get to teach <laughs> other women. Like this, the stuff that I learned that transformed me, that helped me to kind of like step into that better version of myself that I know already existed. I just like needed some of those little tweaks and tools. And I constantly love to like grow and like evolve and like, oh, if I can find a better way to do something, I'll totally do it. Yeah. And if you had a mum sitting with you right now who was just really struggling with just day-to-day life, with their kids, with trying to just juggle everything, what would you tell them or what do you wish that they knew? Yeah, I think my first thing would be like, you are an amazing mom. You are the best mom for your kids. You're a good mom who's just having a hard time. Like you're struggling because you're just having a hard time and you need a little bit extra support. So that is something I think I really want moms to walk away with that when they feel like they're failing in motherhood, when they feel like they're maybe yelling or snapping or maybe even experiencing mom rage, like you're still a good mom for your kids. You just need a little bit extra support and you're just struggling. That's just the reality. You're struggling and you need some extra support. And like, I help you figure out what that is, you know, and I come alongside you. But that is the biggest thing is like, you're not a bad mom. You're still an amazing mom for your kids. You're meant to be a mom. Like you were chosen out of all the women in the world to be your kid's mom. Like you're meant to do this. You just need a little bit extra support. And I think, you know, I always think about making sure people know that that's okay. It's okay to need extra support. I often think about, you know, with, you know, like I'll think, oh, what my what my husband's been doing, you know, during the day and, and the work that he's been doing and the jobs he might do around the house or help with the kids or whatever. And then I think about what I've been doing, but I always remind myself that we all have different internal sets in that what I do doesn't need to match what he does or what I see someone else do. I don't need to match what they need to do. We all just need to work to what is our limits and what feels good for us. And I think sometimes we have these, like you said before, these unrealistic expectations, whether or not we're seeing other people do things, but we never really see the full story. That's the other thing to remember. And I also just sort of say to myself that, you know, whatever I can manage today is okay because it doesn't need to be at a certain bar or a level 
level or in comparison to anybody else. And that's okay because everybody is different. Yes, yes. I really like how you said that whatever I can manage today is okay. And that's a really good kind of like mantra to say to yourself in hard moments. And like, yeah, we're all so different. We have different thresholds. We have different tolerance levels, how much we can handle in one day. And if we're like struggling internally, if we don't feel seen or heard by our spouse or whatever, that's going to affect how you show up towards your kids, right? Because like, if your emotional needs are unmet, so like, if you're struggling, like, let's figure out what it is and address it. And don't struggle in silence, mama. Like, I promise you, like, everybody has their own struggles. It's like, even, I do too. Like, even though, like, I teach this, I have my struggles in other areas of my life. But I want you to know that people that truly are doing well in life, like, I can say, like, I'm doing well in motherhood. Honestly, I am. And the reason I am is because I got help. It's not because I tried to do it all on my own. I promise you, the reason I am where I am today and I'm on this journey to help other moms because I got help, you know, and like, there's no one person that try, like does everything all on their own, doesn't get any support, doesn't get any help, and they're doing really, really well. It just doesn't happen. They're silently struggling and you just don't know about it. Yeah, or there is help behind the scenes. I think that's the other thing to yes, remember. With, they just might not admit it, yeah. Yeah, you know, a good thing to think about with when you are seeing somebody on social media and if you are following people, you know, and it might not be help with the kids directly in the sense that they might have a cleaner. They might have, you know, somebody that comes to their house to help them work out or, uh, you know, there can be lots of other help that's help that doesn't have to be directly related to kids too. Yes. And like speaking on that, if you follow somebody on social media and they trigger you and bring up all those like uncomfortable feelings in a sense, make you feel less than as a mom, make you feel like you're failing. I would encourage you to just unfollow those people. Like I'm saying that because I have followed other moms before who just put an image out there that everything is great, that they have these perfect kids, their house is amazing. They go on vacations all the time. And it was just, especially in that season in my life, maybe not so much anymore because I'm like outgrown that, but it was triggering me so much because I was struggling in my like motherhood and I'm like, it made me feel less than. And then I knew like from in person from my sister-in-law, it was her cousin. And she was like, yeah, she has all these struggles, but she just like obviously never posts about them. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, ah, oh. and like I just, I unfollowed because it made me feel like, like every time I saw her post, it made me feel like I'm failing and worse. I'm like, I, I don't need that. Like, um, I was already struggling in that season in my life. Like, you don't need that. Just do yourself a favor and just unfollow those people that make it look like everything is perfect and butterflies because it's not the reality. Yeah, I definitely agree. You should be unfollowing anybody that is triggering you. But I will say being on the flip side of it, of someone that has to, well, I don't have to, but posting for my business and that, mm -hmm. you know, thinking about what content to share. It's very vulnerable if you're sharing you know, content that, you know, you're having a terrible day or your house looks like a mess or because being in the fitness space, I will tell you, 
people judge you extremely harshly and then you get a flood of comments, you know, saying, oh, you've got extra wrinkles or you shouldn't be doing that because, you know, you've got these rolls of fat or whatever it may be. These are things that I've had said to me. Um, So being on the other flip side of it, I can tell you that sometimes it is really hard to post the stuff that doesn't look so great because you're scared that you're going to be vilified for it because you don't look perfect or you don't this or you don't that. So, you know, there is that flip side that I think everyone needs to sort of look at social media as with a grain of salt because, you know, do you want to go on and see the doom and gloom of everybody's lives though too? That's the other question I guess you need to ask yourself. So we've gone off track, but I think it's one of those areas that as you said definitely unfollow anybody that is triggering you and don't believe everything you see because you're only seeing a snapshot of their life and they're posting it for a reason whatever that reason may be um, whether or not it's genuine or disgenuine or, or whatever it may be so I think just you know having that awareness around social media is good to have too yes yes for sure I agree Now, I always ask my guests as we sort of come to the end of the podcast that if there was one piece of advice that you could leave with listeners that, you know, they're listening in and it's the end and they just want to go off and instigate this piece of advice straight away to make a change, what would it be? Um, I think the thing that I tell my listeners a lot is that when you take care of yourself, nobody suffers. Or on the flip side, when you neglect yourself and your needs, nobody benefits. Like prioritize your needs, especially your basic needs, so then you can show up and serve your family as your best self. That's a fantastic piece of advice because you're right. I think everybody thinks that if we look after ourselves, then we're being selfish you know, if we're looking after ourselves, but we can't look after others unless we look after ourselves because otherwise we've got nothing left to give. Yes. And I just heard today, I heard an analogy in a different podcast. I'm like, I love this. She's like, so inhaling is like taking care of yourself and exhaling is taking care of others. We're constantly trying to exhale and take care of others and not inhaling. And it's like, eventually you're just like... (laughs) You just run out, right? Because like you need to re-energize. Like just like we plug in our phone at night so the battery recharges, like you're the same way. You need that time to recharge. Yeah, 100%. So all the mums listening in, definitely go and, you know, set just even if it's five minutes today, just set that time aside for you and then start to build on that time where you can because I think it's super important and, you know, everything that you've shared today about being able to look after ourselves that we can show up better is just, you know, I think it's something that everybody can do, whether or not they're a parent or not. Yes, yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Elizabeth. It's been a pleasure. Can you share where listeners can reach out and connect with you? Yes. So I hang out on Instagram mostly. My handle is Emotionally Healthy Legacy. I also have a podcast under the same name, Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Um, And so that's where you can go to listen, my free resources to connect with me. And I would love to like get to know you a little bit better. Reach out to me. Say, hey, I heard you on this podcast. Reach out to me with any questions.
Amazing. Well, thank you again for coming on the show and I'll link all those uh, contact details up in the show notes. But yes, every all the listeners, definitely jump across and have a listen in to Elizabeth's podcast too because uh, there's definitely some gems there for all the mums out there. Thank you. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.